y'all. From NPR, I'm Sam Sanders. It's been a minute. Got a good conversation for you today. I'm talking with Darcy Carden, the actress and comedian and one of the stars of NBC's The Good Place. Darcy also has a role in this new HBO show called Barry, which is starring Bill Hader. So to get you into this conversation, got to take you back to an improv show I went to in L.A. a few weeks ago on a Saturday night in Hollywood at a place called the Upright Citizens Brigade. It's this very well-respected and renowned improv school and theater. And so Darcy Carden, my guest for today, she was doing a show here. And my first plan was to play you some audio of that show right now and dissect one of Darcy's scenes on stage for you to make it like you were right there. But then I realized with improv, you actually have to be there. My knees aren't fine, yeah. Oh, my God. There we go. It's it's this bone, this bone. I think they're called a tibia and a fibia, but (laughs) I'm on (laughs) painkillers. Are you good? Do you need anything else? Do you need your arms done or? No, my arms are good. My arms are broken all the way through, shattered to the damn So the great thing about this is that after I went to that show, Darcy and I had our chat, and we talked about improv and that show and how improv is basically the invisible ink of comedy. Darcy told me all about how she got her start in improv and how that led to her role on The Good Place. Um, On that show, Darcy plays this not-quite-human, not-quite-robot AI helper named Janet. Darcy and I were together at NPR West in Culver City just a few days after I saw her do improv at UCB. Enjoy. Are you from California? Are you from I California? am, yeah. Okay. I am from the northern part of California called okay. the Bay Area. Ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, area. Are you an E40 fan? Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah, my brother is a huge E40. Really? Yeah. I love E40. I do too. Just because, like. Tell me when to go. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Or what's that? Ghost my, Ride my, the my, Whip. Right? <laughs> my favorite E40 line. I forget. It's probably in that song, he says. I've got a favorite. Yeah. What's yours? Jesus had dreads. Yes! So shake him. Sam, shut <laughs> your damn Jesus mouth. had dreads. So, so shake him. And then he goes, I ain't got dreads, but I'm thinking about growing some. <laughs> It's the best. That is insane that that's your favorite line. Uh, High five five. across the table. Love it. Love it. Yes. E40's from, I'm from a town called Danville, which is East Bay. And he's he lives in this part of Danville or like right Ah. off of Danville called Blackhawk, which is a gated community. Look at E40. And it is full. (laughs) It is the, I mean, I'm sure like it would be easy to Google this, but it's, I'm sure one of the richest communities yeah. in California. And E-40's like, I'm a ghost ride the exactly. whip up in here. And he is. To this day, he's ghost riding the whip. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about so many things, but I want to first talk about, one, how much, uh, how great it was to, like, watch you do your thing at UCB this past weekend. But the moment that kind of, and I, I was thinking at first, we're going to play tape of the show right. in this interview. And then I was like, if you weren't there, you won't get it. I <laughs> Because I was thinking of that scene where you are the drugged out plane passenger okay. with four broken limbs. <laughs> and I was like, how do you even set it up? I know. How do this you even is set like, it up? This is kind of the, 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 well, first of all, thank you for coming to the show. That's great it to be there. It was a pleasure to have you. Yeah. The bummer and also the magic of improv mm-hmm. is that it's like, it. it's not only is it impossible to explain, it really, it's like if you weren't there, you, you weren't, just yeah. don't know. It's like and invisible it, ink. It totally is. Yeah. It's like, 
not only can we never recreate it in uh-huh. any way, yeah. even trying to tell a story of it, it usually is a fail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, oh like There was this thing and they brought back this thing from Act One, but you wouldn't get it. But, yeah. That's the big thing is yeah. like so much of it is being connected from other exactly. little dumb whatever, exactly. like little throwaway lines, but it makes it feel like magic when you're like in the room. And then to explain it, people are like, cool. So <laughs> what, what do you do exactly? Yeah. <laughs> Which was hard for, you know, a good decade of my life where, really? I, where you know, like when I was performing at UCB for all through my 20s yeah. and, and I was so proud of what I was doing, but it was so hard to explain to people. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, like going back to like a friend's baby shower from high school and people would be like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Did you over time just stop trying to explain it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah. just like instead of trying to really get into what UCB is and what improv is, it was just like. I'm doing live comedy. Yeah. That that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's an need. explanation. But yeah. then, if anyone has any like interest, I would I would have go further. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, there was one moment that I think our listeners could definitely relate to right okay. away. After the show, uh, me and my colleague Anjali accosted you backstage. We're like, we're gonna it. talk for a little bit, and there was this moment where I kind of just have you describe the strangeness of the space backstage. <laughs> it was not glamorous. We have the tape of it actually. Okay. Before I let you go, describe this room for our okay. listeners who okay. can't see. This is just outside of the stage right. in the green room. Steps away from the stage. You are in front of some garbage cans. I'm st- I'm standing on some sort of like puddle of garbage juice. Nice. Okay. Um, there are many, maybe like ten kegs of beer next to us. I don't know what those are. I, this is like water heaters. Water heaters. Yeah, we're right next to this bar, and and um, like servers keep coming in and out of the door to like throw garbage. Yeah. So you live a glamorous life. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's, like, a bathroom down those steps. Um, and there's and like a recycling some, bin. Yeah. it's But, like I said, it's nicer than the one in New York <laughs> that I came up in. And um, it just, like, okay. underscored for me, like, I'll meet folks that are making it in the industry. And you're like, oh, you're on TV. Your life must be glamorous right. all the time. Not so much. No, really not. And, I mean, when you looked on – I'm trying to think of who played on Saturday Night when you were there. But, like – the majority of those people are on TV. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was like, I know you're from that show, exactly. from that show, from that show. Yeah. This is, but, you know, and sure, like, there are plenty of things that are glamorous about about that life, but, like, there are more things that are not. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. And I will also say, like, it's a garbage dump there, and that <laughs> speaks to how much we love it. Like, that, yeah. the people that have come up at UCB that continue to go back to do these shows week after week, it's like, it is our home, mm-hmm. and we love it. Mm-hmm. And, like... Bring it, bring on the garbage juice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I also found myself saying, well, gosh, if I was in Darcy's spot and I had a clutch role on a successful network sitcom, Thanks, dude. I'd be like, I ain't never doing the garbage <laughs> juice again. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm guessing you don't have to do used to be anymore. Well, what makes you want like to keep have doing to it? as far as like career stuff? Yeah. You know, it's like, a, I, don't, I don't really, <sighs> the weird thing about UCB is like, it never really was a have to because mm. I'm sure this is public knowledge, but like we don't get paid for it, not a not a dime. Yeah. So it's never been a have to as far as like it's I not need paying to, your bills. Yeah, it's so much about like loving it, and huh. and to be honest, when I don't do it, I find myself like going a little cuckoo. Like there, really, when I'm moved, when my husband and I moved from New York to L.A., where in New York were you? I we lived in Brooklyn Heights, but performed at 
UCB and Chelsea. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, yeah. like many nights a week, you know, yeah. anywhere from one to truly like five shows. You said shows we, a week. your husband too. My husband, um, I say we a lot. My husband is not, he's a producer, but okay. he, we were. We were in that in that, that world, okay. in that life, yeah, yeah. very much, yeah. very like deeply. Yeah. And then moving to L.A. where, you know, there's a UCB here, but it it, <clears throat> it takes a minute to like, you don't automatically just get to do the same shows. And, oh, really? you know, you have to like. You had to like re-audition? Yeah, a little. Okay. Yeah, you do have to re-audition. Huh. Which was, Insulting. Uh, it was probably like, I don't know, humbling or good. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. always good to like mix it up. But yeah, it definitely kind of rocked me, you know, going from doing many shows a week to coming to LA and, and doing a show once in a while mm-hmm. the, that first I don't know six months was I found myself like needing a creative outlet really weird things like I would be <laughs> I'd be like in the car you know we sing to the radio but I would be like ad-libbing to the radio or I would like be writing poetry in my uh-huh. head I just I was like what am I doing you and then I realized out. like yeah. I have all this pent-up weird creative energy that I usually can just leave Put on, on the stage, stage. So have you found a method that you reliably use now to get those juices out or you just bounce around with stuff? Well, I think like, okay, so when I am shooting The Good Place, mm-hmm. it is, or Barry. What's that about? This is Bill Hader's new show. Oh, I heard I heard him on, he was on yeah. KPCC yesterday. Yes, he was. Yeah, on The Frame. We had the premiere last night, which is why I look like this. You look which great. Which is a little rough. Oh, but listen, we're on, you look great. But we're on the air, so you yeah. can't see me. Um, but anyway, so like when I'm shooting those shows... It is definitely harder to get the UCB shows in. Yeah. But I almost think of it as like working out or something. Like, like okay. my brain yeah. will need get to run. soft. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah. It's like I need it. Got to keep those muscles yeah. tight. Yeah. Did your experience doing those shows change once you like got big? Oh, I am so big. <laughs> you are. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you know, it. Okay. So it's a weird thing because on one hand, no, not mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, it's a pressure that, like, I think I probably am putting on myself. You can, like, there's something that happens when a person sees a person on TV. It's like, oh, yeah. whether they watch the show, whether they even yes. like the person, yes. it's just this little whatever. They become separate and apart. You're right. It's like this thing, like, I reckon, it's yes. just this thing. Yes. And we've all seen it and we've all done mm-hmm. it and whatever. I've done it. So I have noticed that, like, when I come out on stage, there's, like, a little bit more of a vocal than I had heard ah, when I was okay. not. Okay. So you can kind of just feel that recognition, which is not a big deal, but in my, I can a little bit get in my head about like... Does it put more pressure yeah, on you? Yeah, like you better deliver, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like that's only going to result in getting in your head. I mean, and the thing about improv is truly like as little as you can put pressure on yourself and be in your head, yeah. the better. Yeah. And also like it's it seems as like from what I've seen when I yeah. watch these shows... No one's actually trying to be the star. They're yes. just trying to keep it moving. Oof. And when you are, when one is trying to be the star, which, like, I can't even remember the last time I was in a show like that because, to be honest, you don't, like, get very far at UCB if that's the vibe. Yeah. It is rough. And it, it almost does the opposite. Huh. Like, you can feel the audience kind of go, like, eh, yeah. they're stepping out this again. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're tagging that person out again. Yeah. You know, I think I mentioned this too backstage. Like, the thing that I love about improv is how much of an ensemble it is and Mm -hmm. how much we are trying to like build each other up Mm -hmm. and it's not about me me saying the funniest thing it's about me like setting you up to say the funniest thing or whatever you know i always say like you make me look like a genius and i promise i'll make you look like a genius i think that's like i love that all right time for a quick break when we come back darcy talks about her role on the good place there are spoilers ahead but we'll warn you 
We just did, actually. All right, BRB. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Wix.com, a web platform for creating your own professional website. With Wix, whether it's your first time creating a website or you're a longtime pro, you can do it yourself. Choose from hundreds of stunning templates or start from scratch with the drag and drop technology and powerful web features. Join over 125 million people already using Wix to create their own websites. Go to wix.com to create yours today. So what will you create? Former FBI Director James Comey has a new book out. He's doing a bunch of interviews around it, but the only one that you really need to hear is his chat with Terry Gross. Terry spent an hour interviewing Comey, and you can hear it later on today, Tuesday, April 17th. So go check it out. And also listen to a special episode of My Favorites at the NPR Politics Podcast for more analysis. What improv lessons, skills, stuff do you take to your show, The Good Place? Well, it's so it's like this. I don't know how to explain this. It's like so deep within me that I almost don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what my foundation is at this point. I mean, I guess my foundation is just like acting, acting, yeah. you know, like I went to school for theater and Shakespeare and all that stuff. But then getting my my like comedy foundation mm-hmm. there, it's mm-hmm. like it permeates everything I do, I think. So mm-hmm. occasionally on The Good Place, they will have us improvise. And I say occasionally because it's a weird it's like. The scripts on that show are so insanely good <laughs> and <laughs> tightly written. Yeah. It, it, you just got to get those lines. Yes. Okay. And like it almost feels like going off on a little tangent. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you get back? It's it, we're, yeah. we're like chugging You got to stay on that machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But occasionally, you know, even just to come up with a funnier line or uh, – God, funnier line. Yeah, right. Those writers. But, you know, like if something's not working, I guess yes. I should say, and they can feel it and the director or the writer or whatever is like, try some more things. You know how to do that. That's where <laughs> – then I'm like, great. This yes. is this is like yeah. – I got this. Yeah. But um, I guess like making big choices and, and trusting your – I guess – okay. Here's what it is. It's yes. trusting your voice, trusting your like, like comedic sensibility. Yeah. Humor and f- being funny is subjective and it's, you know – what's funny to me isn't necessarily funny to someone else but I know what I think is funny yeah. like I know what feels funny I know like the sound of funny mm-hmm. so you trust that I trust that where maybe years ago you yeah happen. exactly alright yeah. like yeah okay. we should talk more about The Good Place my colleague Anjali says we have to talk about the big twist okay. I think Henry is that okay it's a funny thing like we're about to start shooting season three yes. in a couple weeks. So the season, this is, we're talking about the end of season one. Yeah. So it's like, right. if, if you, you don't know by now, all I'm, right. I am of two minds because I'm like, if you don't know by now, get on board. Yes. But on the other hand, I'm like, it is such a good twist <laughs> that if you even have the possibility of not being spoiled, then don't I guess just it. turn it off for a minute. So then let's say for the next 30 seconds, yeah. non-Good Place watchers, Mute us. Mute us. So let's describe briefly and quickly. Quickly, 30 seconds. So the show basically is this: the main character ends up in what she thinks is heaven by right. mistake. Right. But then... Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll let you right. give the okay, rest Okay, so I'll do it really quick. Yeah. So she thinks she's in heaven. She realizes that she is not supposed to be there because she was not a great person. She is Kristen Bell. Yes. And... um. And she, so she's kind of trying to like we, like make her way through so that she doesn't get sent to the bad place. And her friends who are in the good place with her, try to help her. 
And then by the end of the first season, the big reveal is, again, muted if you haven't heard. But drum roll, because it's crazy. Right, is Ted Danson, who plays Michael, who's a good guy this whole time. He reveals in the last episode that, oh, guess what? You're actually in the bad place. That's and this crazy. this whole thing has been set up to, like, torture you. And it is the best twist I've, like, really? it's like. Shyamalan level twist. <laughs> Early Shyamalan. Yeah. Like when it, did you find out about the twist? We okay. So there are the four. We call ourselves the four babies, and there's uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So there's Kristen and Ted, and then the four babies, and the four babies are Will Harper, Manny Jacinto, Jamila Jamil, and me. Why are the four babies? Because this is like our first big show, uh, okay. and and okay. I think that Kristen and Ted have been on shows before. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Kristen and Ted knew Mike Schur, the the amazing, wonderful um, showrunner mm-hmm. and show creator. Mm-hmm. Um, he told them the twist right away. So okay. when he pitched them the show, he was oh, like, "Here's uh, the okay. first season." Yeah. And for us, it was a different story from day one. I mean, from the audition, it was like this was a different thing. We, yeah. we didn't read the script. We didn't yeah. the the audition sides, like the script that we got to uh-huh. audition, was not real like it's a it was made up it was not even our characters it was just like the vibe of our characters so it was all kind of like shrouded in secrecy yeah and then um so then we got it we and mike sure kind of told us the first few episodes but then it was just like episode by episode get a script really yes and then around episode nine or ten he brought us into a, our lunchroom, okay. which was a, a little scary. Yeah. I was you like, were like, I'm going to get fired? Yeah, or like, are we, <laughs> the four of us are being let go? Yeah. This is not, we, it's not been working? Okay. Uh-huh. You're going to bring in actual famous people? Okay. <laughs> but he was like, okay, I want to tell you what, what the end of the season looks like. And he told us. And we were, there. the tape, Um, I should say, Kristen Bell was recording it. Recording y'all? Yes. <laughs> So feel free to Google that. Or what was your redo your reaction? My reaction was probably what your reaction was, and probably everybody who who was who watched it, which is just like, I think my hands were over my mouth, uh-huh. and then um, he, huge smile when the when he said the reveal, uh-huh. but then like instantly sort of piecing what that means, and then like being like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. Like now everything needs everything to sort of fall. yeah. Were you mad that they didn't tell you sooner? No, I wasn't mad. Okay. I was sad <laughs> that these characters were in the bad place. Yeah, you know, I was like, re- I guess you related to the characters. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I knew them and loved them, and you know, it changes everything. But it was almost more like as an audience member yeah, rather yeah. than mad or sad as an actor. It, w- it to be honest, like it was almost a gift because then wow. we didn't have to play too yeah. many. Yeah, it, we just played what we played. What you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is season three like purgatory? You think I'm gonna tell you? Anything? <laughs> I know you're right. Um, it, no, season three is. We, I just uh, William Jackson Harper, the one who plays Chidi, and I just uh-huh. had lunch with the writers a week or two ago, and uh-huh. and they told us like what the season looks like, and oh my god, is it bananas? It's so good. I'm ready for it. It's so good. Like I don't. These writers are so dumb. They're like these <laughs> genius. They are geniuses that also just happen to be like the funniest people uh-huh. on earth. But they, I feel like the writer's room is like a college class. They're huh. reading books and they're learning about ethics and they're learning all this crap that other writer's rooms... Other like writers philosophy rooms, and ethics stuff? Yes. Because the show deals a lot with yes. like morality and the afterlife. It and does. It's, it's heavy. It's heavy in a weird... like How is it heavy and light at the same time? Yeah. But it's like people that know about what we're talking about, philosophy and ethics and all this stuff, people, you know, professors and people that are studying this. And probably they teaching, love your class, the show. teaching the show. Truly they are. We've really? heard so many times that 
our show is shown in in you know universities and That's which amazing. is great. We love that. Tell folks a little bit about your character. I want to assume mm-hmm. that we're still because now we've spoilers out of the way. Yeah. Let's assume that half the listeners here have not seen your okay. show yet. Describe your character. Okay, so I play Janet, mm-hmm. and Janet is um, the easiest way I will explain her is she's like a human version of Siri. Okay. So, like this, who the hard part is, she's not a robot. Yeah. But she's not a human. Yeah. And she actually says those two things a lot because people will call her a robot or a girl and she's always corrects them. But the thing with Janet is that she has over the course of two seasons and now going to the third, she has um, changed a Mm. lot. There's Mm. been some, I guess we'll let the spoilers fly. There's been some like reboots of her. Uh She's been, yeah, she's been (laughs) like quote unquote murdered and, and <laughs> brought back to life. And, you know, yeah. since she's not a human, like, what does that mean? You know, it means something similar to when your like phone gets updated or your uh, computer, you know, yeah. you get like new software. Yeah. But, but also she's starting that. to feel emotions and mm-hmm. maybe like fall in love a little bit or maybe not or what the heck, I don't even know. So it has been like, it has been a weird challenge and something that Mike Sure and I have had to sort of like come up with you know yeah. like like what is what is this next step what is this feeling what is how far can I go on the like human scale how far do you want to go yeah I mean it's when there was like an episode mm-hmm. there was like an episode no you there was like. I know but Sorry. why do we um called Janet and Michael and so that was it was an episode where Ted and I got to you know really dig into our characters and mm-hmm. and and it was one of the best weeks of my freaking life because yeah. it was just me Ted and dance. And Ted on on set every day, and it was a blast. And and that was um that was like a a I don't know not not I shouldn't even say a challenge. It, yeah. it was a challenge, but yeah. like not a bad challenge. Okay. It was great. Yeah, it was like an exploration yeah. to see kind of like where Janet lives in in this like emotional world because yeah. it is changing, and things that ha- maybe were set in season one are sort of like she's she's evolving. Mm-hmm. It's really which fun. is crazy because it is. It's a machine right. at its core right. that's evolving, totally. you know? Yeah. And I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure that, like, a lot of the issues that are brought up by your character in the show, people in the real world are thinking about them all the time. Yeah. You know, like, has has, has doing this show and playing this character made you think any big new thoughts or come to some new realizations about some of these issues? Like, has it changed your worldview when it comes to yeah. this kind of human, not human stuff? It... Uh... I don't like I wish I could say not that you're like looking for me to say yes, but I almost wish I could say yes. But huh. I don't know that it has. Why do you wish you could say yes? You because it, it. it would be great to have some sort of like big epiphany. And yeah. Be like, oh, now I get it or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, I do. I am like fascinated by, you know, here, here's what I'll say. I'm okay. like fascinated by and I always have since I was a little kid, this sort of like Pinocchio mm. story, if that makes sense, mm. like a Pinocchio um, it's a wooden doll. Yes. But and, it's also like it has life. Yeah. And and it just like thinks it's a little boy and wants to be a little boy. And uh-huh. and you know, it's it, it, there's something very um endearing and, and, and sort of Yeah, exactly. Like there I would Pinocchio for me growing up was like the the roughest movie I'd ever seen. Mm. And yeah, it was worse very like Yes, worse than <laughs> okay. Bambi. What the heck? <laughs> Which is maybe like narcissistic or something because I saw myself in Pinocchio. Yeah. You know, like the kids Oh my god, remember that like Donkey Island? Does that ring a bell? Oh, it does. It does. I'm trying to I'm, I'm like, trying to bring it back. I know, I am too. It to me, it's, uh, it's No, like they a... like they go I, I feel like they went 
to some island. I don't know why I'm saying island, but let's go with it. An yeah. island where they were like able to do whatever they want. Like maybe it was mm-hmm. like a carnival thing, mm-hmm. but then they took it too far and they started turning into donkeys. Oh, People forget Disney was dark, dark as hell until like the 90s. And, and, yes. I and know. even then they killed Mufasa. Yes, they did. Like, That's dork. Disney, come on. This is dork. Disney did not get woke to like three years ago. Is it even? It was woke even the right word. They mm-hmm. just like stopped torturing us. I know. But then like Anna and Elsa's parents died. And yeah. Well, there's that theory, you know, that like every Disney hero has to have a parent that dies. Yes. And maybe that is, you know, a hero's journey or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They are very much hero's journey story yeah. arcs. Anyways, where got, did where we, did we oh, go? Sam. <laughs> it's my fault. It's my fault. Uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. And you were talking about how you could relate to that. Yeah. Why could you as a kid relate to Pinocchio? Uh, there's uh, some deep I stuff know, there. I know. And maybe I don't even mean relate, but I think as a kid, mm-hmm. I've had such a, I guess like my biggest fear or my biggest um issue as a kid was like being taken away from my parents whoa i know i know i know and in fact this is um okay let's go deep i had a reoccurring nightmare as a child Uh that my older sister laney and i were in an orphanage oh my god and in kind of like an annie vibe so we had like a a, a, um, a fun orphanage but no because what was um um, 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 let's think let's think miss hannigan was like a you know she was like a mean a mean (laughs) orphanage runner Uh um anyway here's the the part that that sticks out Every time I would dream this, my mom and dad would come to adopt us. Uh-huh. They would only take my sister. Oh my God. But guess who would adopt me? Who? Dracula and <laughs> M- Mrs. Frankenstein. Or- oh, my God. <laughs> to all of our psychotherapists listening, email the show and tell us what this means. Is that her name with the like big hair that sticks I, up? Miss, Mrs. Miss Dracula, Miss Frankenstein. Was it Miss Frankenstein? Mrs. Frankenstein. Dark villains. Yes. Wanted two, to adopt yes, you. Yes, and I would like have to leave the orphanage with them, and I'd see my mom and, and dad with my sister kind of like skipping down the street, and I would be like, <gasps> "Oh, take me. My God. I mean, it's we can go deep, but I have a great family, so what even okay. is that? What even is that? <laughs> what even? My parents love me. I love oh, them. We're all good. Yeah. Oh, man. So then it seems like you were always in your heart of hearts ready to play a character like this. Yeah, somehow. I mean, I don't know why it clicks for me so well. And I I mean that like in my... Uh, my like yeah. actor soul like yeah. it feel it, it she has been a challenge but like the 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 best challenge okay. that, like and at this point you know after doing her for 2 years or even after doing her for 1 year like mm-hmm. coming back for season 2 mm-hmm. it was like i felt like i was so at home with her i was yeah. i love her That's but cool. it is a funny thing you know we get different directors and we get these incredible directors for every episode mm-hmm. Diff- usually different ones. Mm-hmm. A couple times they've repeated, but mm-hmm. and they know the show well and they know the scripts well. But you know we know our characters yeah. the best, and yeah. it is a funny thing where where a director will suggest something and some th- some little alarm goes off because I'm mm. just like no she wouldn't she wouldn't do that I she know would she never, wouldn't do that you know her yeah yeah wow so I have to just like speak my truth yeah and I have to tell them yeah if you could talk to her yeah what's the first <laughs> thing you'd ask her or say to her hmm. There's something like she's so generous and uh-huh. so helpful she and so help. giving. Yeah. Like I want to treat her. <laughs> I'm like, let's go to the spa, girl. Like, what, <laughs> what do you want to do today? Yeah, treat yourself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like she, she deserves some. She's she's so good and giving and positive. I'm like, what do you need? Has uh, 
when you do a character like this in yeah. a show like this, does it change the way you approach everyday interactions with artificial intelligence, like Alexa oh or Siri? This is this is so funny because it totally does. How? Because I maybe you're the same way. I am very sensitive to these. No. <laughs> these women. I can't stand Alexa. Is that true? I curse Alexa out sometimes. Sam, how dare you? I know. Just, She's just, just trying to help but you. But you know what, though? Alexa, if you want to help me, listen to me. Because <laughs> I'm trying to tell you everything. Right. And you, I, like, I, I, I yell at Alexa. Yeah, I do. I um, There's a lot of please and a lot of thank you. Really? And and I do have, like, the desire to almost, like, have a conversation with really? her. Them. Have you tried to? Yeah, but they don't. I mean, sometimes they, they're, they like, programmed to say uh, these yeah. funny little yeah. things. Yeah. But occasionally there will be something, like, you know, um, if I ask Siri to call my husband, uh-huh. usually it's just, like, calling Jason. But sometimes it's like, I'll get right on that for you or something. Like, and I'm like, Sassy damn, Siri. Siri, you little cutie. <laughs> Um, yes, I have just uh, the 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 most recent car I got has like a really great, <laughs> I don't know what Siri connection yeah, phone whatever. Yeah, and wow, is she's helpful as hell. What? How so? Like what texting? Are you... you know, like like it is really funny to yeah. text people with your voice oh, and then yeah. have her read it back. Oh yeah, because they'll I read emojis for you. I love it when they read emojis. It's so awesome. My favorite uh. is. The uh, uh, my wait, let me just think. My husband the other day texted me something and ended it with peanut because that uh-huh. is what he calls me. Aww. And to hear her say peanut made peanut. me laugh, right? <laughs> yeah. So I voice texted him back that I was like, to hear Siri say peanut is very funny. And then he just wrote back a bunch of emojis knowing that I would hear them out loud. Nice. And so it was a lot of like smiling pile of poo, smiling <laughs> pile of poo. <laughs> All right, time for one more quick break. When we come back, Darcy talks to me all about growing up in the Bay Area and how she got to L.A. Back in a minute. We'd like to thank our sponsor who brings you this message, Discover Card, who alerts you if they find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. Discover believes there are some things that you just need to know. It's just another way Discover looks out for you, not just your account. And best of all, social security alerts are free for Discover card members. All you have to do is sign up online. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Hey, you probably heard Darcy in this interview just now mention her role in the show Barry. It's this new HBO comedy starring Bill Hader. Uh, So like The Good Place, the show is hilarious and the show is good. If you want to hear more about it, my friends over at NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour, they had a whole long chat about it, about why it's so good in a recent episode. You can go check it out right after you finish this one. And you better finish this one, buddy. How did you uh, walk me out of yeah. your childhood to now? Okay. So I um, – okay. So my f- my family, mom and dad, sister Lainey, who's older, brother Will, who's younger, and sister Miranda, okay. who's younger. That's, That's full my house. Fam. Full house. Yeah. Super close. Yeah. Um, th- three of us live here now. Really? Two, my brother and my sister live in Echo Park across the street from each other. Do they like that? Yes, we love it. Do you live? How close I are you to the two of them? Lake. I live so like, like seven minutes away. Okay, I so you're the them. one who chooses to be distant. No, I, if I could, I would be on their block. And if Aww. my older sister in in the Bay Area could, she would be on our block too. Oh, that's good. It's um, it's like cheesy, but it's just we just love each other. Uh-huh. My brother has new baby twin girls, so we're over there all the time. Oh, how old are they? They are about to be one. Oh, that's... Astrid and Zephyr. I, 
like those names. I do too. A's from A I know, to Z. I know. Okay. Okay. They're cool as yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, okay. So super close family. Um, feel very, very lucky. Gosh, would I dare say blessed? You can say it. You can <laughs> hashtag blessed. Own it. Own, Own it. it. Yeah. Were um, your parents creatives? Yeah. Okay. They. My dad is a musician, and okay. um, then in the seventies, my mom and dad started this music magazine called BAM, Bay huh. Area Music. Okay. Um, which was like a big, huge, um, popular magazine in the Bay Area in California nice. in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Nice. Um, so we grew up like heavily influenced by music. Yeah. That was sort of our yeah everything mm-hmm. religion whatever yeah. you know that was a, that was our currency i don't even like that's it's like how we it's communicated how you yeah. Life. yeah then i i uh yeah had a great i would say had a great childhood um in the bay area M- thought i would move immediately to new york really? the day to do what to act so Acting you knew it was like i knew so early how early like I'm sure a lot of people had experiences like this, like when you would see uh, as a child seeing like a, a kid's play or a ballet or something and just qu- kind of being like, what? Mm-hmm. Like something, the air just changed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I need to do that. It's like it consumed me. Huh. I don't know how to do that, but I need to do that. Was there a certain role, a show or character you saw where you're like, that's it? You know what? There, when I was about, I want to say like Seven or mm-hmm. eight, my dad was in a play, like a church play, community theater type yeah. of thing, just a simple mm-hmm. play. But seeing someone I knew on stage, huh. then I was like, great, I'm in. And I can do it yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. I was Dad like, can do it, oh, I can, you do, can it. do it. Great. Oh, nice. I can do it. Yeah, yeah. And then I told my mom and dad, and they, they signed me up for some sort of like child's acting class, you know, like community yeah. theater stuff. Yeah. And with my dad's magazine, mm-hmm. he had an office in the Bay Area and an office in LA. Yeah. And so during the summers, we would live in LA. That's cool. Which was fun. Yeah. And in, you know, school year, we live in the Bay Area. But in L.A., yeah, we, we stayed at this interesting little apartment huh. called the Oakwoods. Do you know this place? Where is that? It's in Burbank, but uh-huh. the Oakwood is sort of famous for housing child actors. I have heard Do of you know this, this before. Yes. There's like a documentary. Yeah. And, yeah. Was it weird or it nice? It was. It was nice. And looking back, it was weird. But at the time, it was just me hanging out with a bunch of yeah, kids yeah. that were doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, they would be going to auditions for movies and and TV, and I would beg my parents to let me go, and they they would say no. Really? They were like, "You can do that when you're 18, but huh. for now, it's just plays," which huh. felt like horrible. Yeah. But of course, looking do you think back, it worked out okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. But I think it was like I remember having a like a being really young and having a long conversation with my dad about being able to handle it like mm. I can handle it I know what you're saying it's all rejection mm. I get that but I'm different I can handle mm-hmm. it and he just wouldn't have it which again I'm glad for well, so he was right you think? he was I mean I think it's I think it's really hard for well kids. and the chances that if you're a child TV actor I feel like the odds are just stacked against you it, for like your adult life I think so too it's you're how do I even explain this as an actor mm-hmm. on a set you mm-hmm. are treated Strangely, mm. you are sort of treated like I'm. This is too strong of a word, but almost like royalty or something. Mm-hmm. Like you are catered to in a way that is truly insane. You're and a show dog. Yes, everyone pampers you. Yes, but you only have one job. Right, and they only think you can do one thing. Yeah, right. So you're treated like a baby because you kind of act like a baby. Yeah, and I, I think I feel very lucky. And it's funny, like you know, trying so desperately to get into 
into TV and movies in mm-hmm. my 20s and, mm-hmm. and not succeeding. And, and mm-hmm. you would think, I, what I was about to say is I feel lucky that I got it on the later side. Yeah. Because I am so, uh, I know how hard all these jobs are and I've had all these jobs. Yeah. And, and I think there's something about, you know, walking onto a set when you're 17 and being treated like that, that can really mess with you. I'm sure. Yeah. So, so you were doing theater, doing as, theater as a kid. And then you finish yeah. high school and you're like, I'm going somewhere? Yes. Finished high school. The plan was to go to New York to be an actor. Yeah. And then right around the time that it was time to like uh, uh, apply to colleges, I just panicked and thought that was too far away. Okay. You know, yeah. so I just... You love your family. You want to be close yeah. to them. So okay. I, I ended up going to school at Southern Oregon University, which is like a five-hour drive from okay. where I lived. Yeah. And it was great. It was yeah. like a super intense sort of theater, like hardcore th- theater mm-hmm. training. I just like consumed yeah. theater in, in That's college. That's so cool. I was, a, I was kind of like a nerd. I, I didn't party. I didn't go out. I just like read plays and okay. went to class. It worked. And I got good yeah. grades. <laughs> what did you do after college? After college. Now, that's when I went to New York immediately. Okay. okay. You know, struggled my buns off the entire time. That's what New York is. Did you want to do improv? Did you want to act? Did you want to do all of it? What, what, what? I didn't even know. Not to say I didn't know what improv was, but I didn't know that you could do improv. Hmm. I knew that hmm. in comedy, I knew you could be a stand-up. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Or you could be like Lucille Ball. Like I didn't know what. (laughs) Yeah. I knew that I, I knew that I liked comedy, and I knew that I, I would always get cast as the funny part in the serious play. You know. Yeah. So I knew that I could do comedy. I just didn't know what that meant. Mm -hmm. It meant yeah. I guess it meant like Saturday Night Live or um, a stand-up comedian. Yeah. So I was kind of like putzing around New York for a while, Mm -hmm. nannying, waiting tables. Were you a good waiter? It's hard. I was a good waiter. Okay. I was. Okay. And I kind of liked it. Yeah. No, Why? no, I totally liked it. I had that thought. I remember one day walking to work and being like, I love going here. <laughs> I love these people I work with. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's it wasn't the dream. Yeah. 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 I like, I'm, well, I, this, maybe this is cheesy, but like all the day jobs I had, I liked them. Okay. I loved nannying. Okay. Temping had its ups and downs. Yeah. But like, if you work with like good people, it's yeah, all it's good. Cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then I, a friend took me to this um, UCB show mm-hmm. and I knew who Amy Poehler was who mm-hmm. by the way is one of the founders of the theater yeah so I was like great I love her I'll go see the show yeah and it kind of similarly to like what we were talking about before as a kid where you would have that moment of like what am I looking at I need to do that that was walking into that theater and feeling the like electricity and uh. then watching I think we sat in the front row uh. and watching an ASCAT which is their sort of like flagship show that's yeah. what you saw the other yeah. night it really, I mean, it changed my life maybe more than anything huh. I've ever seen. Because huh. I was like, that's it. Yeah. I got to do that. Yeah. I need to be on that stage with those people. I need to be here. Mm. And I signed up for class the next day. Really? Fun tidbit. Uh-huh. When I went to sign up for class, it was like, not not it wasn't pre-internet, but it was sort of like, yeah. you know, early 2000s. Yeah. Like, there wasn't like a smart computer in yeah, your Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I had to walk in with my check into the little theater. Uh, and the intern who took my application and check, Donald Glover. Stop it. Stop it. Are you serious? Yeah. Was he cool? Oh, the best. Still is. And you know what? I have talked now to a few folks that know Donald Glover, yeah. and everyone sings that man's praises. Everyone He is him. amazing and clearly so special. Yeah. And weirdly, like, you know, 
I guess I sh- I guess I should take all of the credit for his success Do it. because yeah. I knew when you were like this one. Like I the first time I saw him on stage, I was just like, "What the hell?" Uh-huh. He like this guy is it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and then just kind of like watching, watching all the things he did, I was like, "This is he can yeah. do whatever he wants forever." And it's <laughs> been the last, you know, especially the last few years, it's been like incredible uh, to yeah. watch. Yeah, it, it's like it's almost like Donald Glover version two point oh. Yeah, because the Donald Glover that was on Community is not the Donald Glover. Goodbye. In yeah, like, that man, he's totally yeah, old. Taylor is dead. Yes, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you so you get into UCB. Yeah. They like you. Um, it's you know, yeah. There's so many people. There's so many students there. Yeah. And so you saying they like me, I'm like, yeah, I guess they like me, but they also liked hundreds uh-huh. of other people. So yeah. it really was a struggle, and okay. it was you know, you just had to kind of put your head down and take a million classes mm. and do and pay for you know, well, pay for classes, pay for rehearsal space, mm-hmm. do these little shows around town for literally two people yeah. maybe 10 maybe yeah. 20 um you just had to put in the work mm-hmm. and i put in the work i really happily put in the work yeah and you know after it, it wasn't i didn't just walk onto stage yeah. I, I had to audition many times yeah and then um i can look back on my time there especially like in the beginning and feel good about like i put you worked in the work was like, there a moment where you were like Gosh, this might not work. It's too much. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Like, I definitely was like, this might not work as far as they might not, like, Mm. I might not work for them. Meaning, Mm -hmm. I might just, you know, I love this. I feel like I'm doing it well or I feel like I'm doing good at it. But I'm not getting cast in Mm -hmm. on the house team or what, you know, you kind of go like, oh, I maybe missed missed my chance or Uh whatever. You, This is the life of an actor. It's like you're constantly like. I like it. I think I'm doing good, but do obviously like? yeah. it hasn't worked out and there uh-huh. are 1 million other people trying to do this. So mm-hmm. so how can I, you know, it it is hard. Yeah. It is hard. <laughs> it is hard. It is a hard yeah. career choice. Yeah. And it is constant rejection and doubting yourself and you know, you sort of that's the thing about like UCB is you have to love it because yeah. it is a lot of money and a lot of work. Yeah. So you're doing it. It's what what gets you from doing UCB in New York to still doing UCB yeah. but the show here yeah. in LA now. So after doing, you know, um many years of UCB in New York, mm-hmm. my husband who's a producer was he was freelancing and then um we decided <laughs> we want to move to LA. Yeah. And then because New York is this weird magical place, mm-hmm. the next week mm-hmm. then he got hired at, at SNL to do production there. Wow. That is like which was crazy. Pinnacle, and it, huh? Yes, and yeah. it truly was like we were we were we had made peace with like leaving. we are leaving. We and are leaving our stay. home. And then we were like, well, <laughs> actually, I think we'll stay a couple more yeah. years. And and two of our best friends had just been ca- uh, uh, hired as writers there, so we were like this is going to be our It'll life work. for a couple yeah. years. Yeah. And it was great. And it was we loved it and mm-hmm. and had a blast and you know, would go to the show every Saturday and stay out until 6 in the morning and it was like oh, a wow. very fun time in our life. Yeah, yeah. But after a couple of years of that, you're like, no okay. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Jason would leave for work on like a Wednesday and like come home on a Saturday more. It was it wow. was a lot. You okay. Know? So then we uh, then he got hired at a job out here. He was going to be a producer at Funny or Die. Yeah. And so we just thought that would be a good reason to come out mm-hmm. here. And lived in a little apartment yeah. in Hancock Park, but it was bigger than I love Hancock yeah, Park. Yeah. It was like 
cheaper and bigger than this is LA. our places. This is LA. Yeah, it was whenever New Yorkers get here, they're just like, "What?" Yes, we were like closet space <laughs> we have yeah. a linen closet oh, yeah, yeah yeah there's like a little space once you open the front door that's just like a little space Wait, what is this space how does that work yeah exactly um and and so that's it's been four or five years that we've been here okay. and you know just kind of struggling and auditioning and and still doing ucb shows and then it's just the the way it sometimes happens you just you luck something. out and yeah. you know and here you are and here i am you told gq yeah. once quote quote Acting is such a sad little desperate job where every job interview is you begging for a job. And it happens every day and you have no control and it's just this sad little thirsty job. The trick is to be confident and to not be thirsty. That's how you get the job. It's an effing mind F. (laughs) Don't get into it. We did the hard thing. What what (laughs) makes you want to stay in something this hard? I know. I know. I is mean, it really that hard? It is really that hard. And, you know, it's not like digging ditches, so I don't mean to say that. It's yeah, not, but you know, it's, it's, it's it for, spiritual, emotional yes, work. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. like hard on your soul. Yeah. And, and you know, I do think I'm like the type of person that takes rejection well and, and okay. can, you know, it doesn't necessarily, like, I have a thick skin. That's good. Yeah. I have the thinnest skin. Do you? If I get like a wrong piece of punctuation yeah. in an email sent to me, I'm like, oh, what are you saying? <gasps> yeah. Oh, right. You know? That would, that would be hard for this because okay. it really, it, like, imagine. If you have five auditions in a week, by the uh-huh. way, congratulations. That's even, even getting five. Yes. Yeah. So that's even part of it is like, yeah. oh, I have these like interviews for maybe getting a job, but even getting the interview is like is, hard. Yes. So huh. so if you like you have five auditions in a week, congratulations. You go into these things and, and you are so desperate for a job. <laughs> But the only way you will get hired is if you don't seem desperate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and it can feel really soul crushing and and icky. You know, if I the only advice I would give to any like struggling actors out there, uh-huh. which of which I am still definitely one. <laughs> trust me, trust Struggle's me. Struggle's always real, yeah. huh? It, it's just about like faking confidence. You know? Okay. Faking confidence until you make confidence. Fake it till mm-hmm. you make it. Yeah. I have that on a on a painting in my kitchen. That That's my, a good place my, to have it. My brother drew a picture of a rooster. Oh. It says, fake it till you make it. I love it. Yeah. What would you tell, like, your 18-year-old self to start in this journey? I think I would just say, like, have patience and 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 know that it's it won't necessarily happen for you at the rate or at the speed in which you mm-hmm. think it will. Mm-hmm. And put your head down and do good do work. work. Yeah. yeah. Do the this work. That's my daily prayer. Yes. Lord, help me find my lane. Lord, help me stay in my lane and help me move in my lane at the appropriate speed. Yes, Sam. That's it. There you go. That's it. We did it. Woo! You know what? Tell me when to go. (laughs) Hey! Oh, she got it. She got it. It's such a good song because it's really so simple. It really is. It's just like dance now. Go ahead. I love it. This was delightful. Sam, you are. You are. You made a rainy day. Sunny, Sunny in my heart. Oh, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Jesus Christ had so shake I ain't got none, but I'm planning on growing some. Darcy, thank you. That was actress and comedian Darcy Carden. We really had fun with that chat, and uh, you heard it here first, guys. They're going to let us crash the set of The Good Place. It's been promised. Also, special thanks to E40 for being E40. Tell me when the And before we go, got to make an exciting, exciting announcement for all of you. Uh, I'm going to drum roll it. You can announce it too, Anjali. Say it. Live show in Chicago. Oh, that was great. (laughs) 
So as my colleague Anjali Sastry told you guys, we're doing a live show in Chicago on May 15th at the Old Town School of Folk Music. We'll have some special guests that we'll announce in time. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday. We'll have a link for you on Twitter, etc. Follow us there at NPR. It's been a min, M-I-N. This show is going to be fun. I love Chicago. I love live shows. Be there if you can. All right, we're back in your feeds Friday with more good things. Talk soon.